Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today uh, is Pedro Matos. Uh, Pedro is the author of the book, I Wish Everyone Was an Immigrant, uh, The Eight Traits Successful Immigrants Can Have and How can You, you Can Use Them uh, in Pursuit of the American Dream. He's also the head of business development uh, here at Self Publishing School. Uh, Pedro is one of the original uh, self-publishing school employees and create, has created two positions for himself uh, at self-publishing school. He's just such a likable guy, an easy guy to root for, and has been a huge part of how we've been able to grow so quickly um, over the past few years. So uh, I'm very excited for this uh, interview today. We're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about his book and, uh, and how he published it, marketed it, things like that. But really, we're going to dive into partnership marketing, also known as Affiliate marketing, also known as business development, <laughs> you yeah. may have you may have heard it called a, a myriad of different things. But really, how do you use partnerships and relationships um, to grow your business and to sell more copies of your book or your books? Okay, um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Pedro, welcome, great to have you. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, super, super excited to uh, to finally be on the show. So yeah, so let's let, let's start with why why did you write your book? I wish everyone was an immigrant. Yeah. So, I mean, the story of the book goes back, you know, to 2017. So I had just came off of running um, or having my first two business experiences. So um, YQ, I ran my own painting business after my freshman year in college, did pretty well there, dropped out, decided to uh, start my first business outside of that, which was a gym um, that also did well. But throughout that process, I decided that I was missing a lot. You know, I didn't have the business knowledge. I didn't have the direction that I that I wanted to. And so I decided to find a mentor, right? Someone who was running um, the business that I wanted to run and making the impacts that I wanted to make um, in the world. And that is what led me to self-publishing school and in finding you. And it was actually in one of the phone calls that we had, you know, when I was trying to get myself, you know, through the doors here of SPS. And, and I asked you the question, it's like, Chandler, you know, we both decided it wasn't a good fit at the time. Because like, hey, what do I need to do to work at self-publishing school, you know, in the next few months, right? And you very clearly told me, hey, like, it would, it would be awesome if you could, you know, join this company and teach people and inspire people through experience, right? So I think you should go through the process of writing and publishing your book yourself. And so right after the call, I, I gave Lisa, who was our sales rep at the time, a call and, and enrolled right there. Um, and that kind of kick-started the process of, you know, writing, I wish everyone was an immigrant went through the course, had my coaching call, got very clear that I wanted to write a book um, that basically described the immigrant experience in, in the United States and lessons that I basically learned from that. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, obviously, Pedro, you're from Brazil, migrated to the States. It was second grade? Uh, fifth grade. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite stories, you know, I tell this all the time, but how you migrated to the States and, uh, and your teacher, you didn't speak much English. So your teacher gave you a Spanish dictionary, yeah. um, which if you're not laughing or if you don't understand the irony there, uh, 
congratulations, you're probably an American. <laughs> uh, and that because they speak Portuguese in Brazil. And so just you going through that journey of teaching yourself English and and, and the pursuit of the American dream. So I, I want to, obviously, I want to talk about partnership marketing, affiliate marketing, all that stuff. I want to get into that. But I guess I'm curious, what, what are those lessons that you learned? And I know you talk about the, these eight traits in, in the book, but what are kind of those, the, the advantages, if you will, that you feel like you had as an immigrant, like the yeah. things that, that led to you more successfully writing and, and, and publishing your book? A hundred percent. So um, I was actually thinking about this. So the main thing that led me to write this book was, you know, you look at the greatest, you know, entrepreneurs and, and a lot of people that have accomplished, you know, amazing things all the way from, you know, John Rockefeller, you know, one of the greatest entrepreneurs of all time to if you just look at your phone and look at all of the apps on your phone, chances are an immigrant is actually the one that started that company or is the person that is running that company. Right. And so in my mind, I was like, OK, there's something here, but I haven't found you know, a book that really, you know, touched on what specifically about immigrants give them the traits that allow them to do these things. And I mean, obviously, I wrote an entire book about it, but there's one thing um, that, that was super clear, which if you look at the dynamics of an immigrant family, it's usually, you know, a parent who has decided at some point in their life that they want to give their child, you know, a chance to succeed or a chance that they didn't have right, which was exactly what happened with my mother, you know, my mother, you know, looked at her life and said, hey, I want to give my son and my daughter a better shot than I had, and so because of that, any obstacle, whether it's, you know, getting denied, you know, for your green card in your documents, or whether it's learning a new language, any obstacle that she went through, she was able to overcome because her why was placed outside of herself, and her reason for the, for why she was doing this you know, was that much more powerful. And so when it comes to authors and when it comes to the things that they can do through business development and partnerships, like this is something that, you know, there's a lot of rejection throughout that process. And when you are able to root yourself in your why, and, you know, if you wrote your book, it's probably because there is an audience out there that you really want to impact, right? And if you continue to focus yourself on those people, it doesn't matter you know, how many podcast inter interviewers say no, it doesn't matter how many stages say no, because you know that at the end of the day, you're doing this to impact other people. And so if you can always root yourself back in that, then there's no doubt that you'll be successful. That's awesome. And there were three things that bubbled up to the surface from what you said. There's, there's a, uh, a purpose outside of yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously you learned that from your mom. Uh, and so there's, there's a purpose outside of yourself, which a lot of people, I mean, if, if you're writing a book and you have a purpose outside of yourself, it's going to keep you going <laughs> when yeah. the going gets tough and it will get tough. Right. And then there's an independence uh, of saying, Hey, I'm going to go create something new, um, which is, I mean, for you guys, it was migrating to the States. Um, and then for authors that might be saying, Hey, I'm going to go self-published. I'm going to, go, or I'm not going to go the traditional route. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, uh, take kind of this independent step. And then the third one uh, that, that, that stuck out to me that I think is, is a commonality, not just for immigrants, but especially for immigrants is resourcefulness. And yeah. just that find a way mentality of constantly running into roadblocks and figuring out how do I get around this? I talked about this um, with Justin and Alexis Black on the a recent self-publishing school uh, podcast episode. It's a good one to listen to, um, but, but just how for them, it was the foster adopt kind of background. Uh, and uh, that, 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 and I asked, Hey, what about that helped you along this journey? It was the same type of thing. So I love kind of connecting those dots and seeing those commonalities. 
I want to switch gears into uh, partnership marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, for starters, so obviously you run business development currently at self-publishing school and partnership marketing SBS. Um, what is partnership marketing or affiliate marketing? And, and then kind of two-part question, how can authors use this to sell more books or to grow their business? Yeah, 100%. So um, when I think of partnership marketing here at self-publishing school, the way that I think about it is that, you know, obviously we have a product that we're looking to sell to specific customers, right? With that being said, there are the chances that there are other organizations or other businesses that already have those customers, right? They have done the work, they have, you know, spent the marketing dollars, they have those people inside of their ecosystem. And what partnership marketing does is it allows us to get in front of those people by creating one-one scenarios with those companies in a way that is both beneficial for us because we acquire new customers and we're able to help more people write and publish more books. And on the other side, you know, the person that we're partnering with are, you know, they're either getting a commission, you know, they're sharing an amazing product with their audience. Um, they're continuing, you know, to build that trust and that belief with the people that, you know, are in their group. And so basically partnership marketing is finding a way to find the pools of people that have your, your ideal avatar in it already. Yeah, that's great. And I want to circle back and we'll, we'll use self-publishing school as kind of like a case study example here in a bit, but first I want to lay the foundation and get, get people's mind going about how they might be able to use this, especially with their book at the forefront. So we -hmm. talk about, you know, you talked about win-win scenarios, um, but you, I love this piece that you talked about it. I think it was either author advantage live or one of our uh, um, author advantage accelerator events uh, is, so we have this concept called the four P's, the four P's of a high converting offer or best-selling book. So who's the person that you're writing this for? What's the pain that they have? What's the promise that you can make them uh, that, that, that helps solve that pain or problem? And then what's the price that they're willing to, to pay for that or that it's worth to them, right? But starting with the person, which is, which is where we start in the avatar, I think mm-hmm. the quote you said was, people are already talking to your target readers or your target audience. Can you kind of unpack that? And then how, as an author, would I even start thinking through like, okay, who could I partner with? Yeah, hundred percent. So for self-publishing school specifically, right? I always go back to, you know, our, our longtime friend and great partner, Hal Arad, right? So how is an example of somebody who has written, you know, one of the most successful self-published books of all time, right? Which is The Miracle Morning. As a byproduct of that, a very large number of people in this audience aspire to be like how, right? And so they want to follow in his footsteps. They want to write and publish their own book, right? That's the, you know, call it the pain, right? Which is the people in this audience have this pain, which is they want to write and publish their own books. Um, the pain for how is that he doesn't want to start a publishing company right? He doesn't want to go through the process of coaching, you know, his, the thousands of people inside of his community who want to go through the process. And so a great promise that we made to him is like, hey, how basically, you know, why don't you get channelable on your podcast? Why don't we do a webinar training where we will actually teach your people, you know, give a lot of value on how they can do exactly what you did. Um, and it just made a lot of sense for how, because he's able to solve that problem for their, for their audience you know, the price and the thing that he's getting from that is that he's getting, you know, pick a percentage of those sales, but he's also, you know, if you go on his Facebook group, he's seeing the results and all the people that, you know, successfully publish and, you know, 
had one of the biggest dreams of their lives come true. And so that's a great example. Like for us, you know, a great person, a great partner is someone who has written a successful book, who has people who aspire to be like them. And those people don't necessarily want to teach those people how to do that. And so they very, you know, easily send them to us. So, yeah. and yeah, sorry, as you were saying. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. And, and such a great example, because there's, well, there's the, the, you know, when we do that for someone, but when we're, you know, signing up folks to self-publishing school, they get a check and then they don't have to do any of the customer support. Right. So like, that's a benefit, that's a promise or benefit to them. Uh, and then I think it's, um, as you were kind of, kind of going through that and, and unpacking that, I think it's important that there's one, the other, or, or, or both, which is either a financial reward uh, mm-hmm. or an, a, an a, like a, an emotional reward or what we would like kind of jokingly refer to as EKPI uh, yeah. internally at SVS is like emotional key performance indicator. So, so there's the fulfillment factor, which is, okay, I am creating something amazing for your audience. This is going to make you look good. This is going to be a value add. This is, right. uh, you're, you are changing people's lives by helping them introduce the, to us and, uh, and help publish books and, and things like that. And so again, uh, folks listening, watching, I'm, I'm using us at self-publishing school as an example, but I want you to fill in that gap for yourself. It's like, what is the win that you can give a partner in the form of an eKPI or uh, in the form of a, a, a financial upside for them? I want to start with this. So it, it, obviously if people are thinking about this, the first question is, all right, who would I even reach out to? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, how would I go about that? And so your, your action item that I'd say for anyone listening or watching is to create a list of 10 potential partners as soon as this, that you finish listening to this podcast or watching this on the YouTube channel. So yeah. can you walk us through Pedro? How do you look at, you know, coming up with that list of potentials before we even reach out? hundred percent. One of the easiest things that any author that is listening to this can do is if your book is on Amazon right? Go to the category that your book is listed in. Look at all the other people that show up in that page. Those are the other, those are the other people that are basically competing for the same customers as you, right? Chances are those people are speaking at local events. Chances are those people are doing podcast interviews. You know, chances are those people are, you know, getting written about in their local newspaper or some, or some type of blog, right? And it's very easy for you to reach out to those same exact people, reference, you know, the person that that you just found that is in your author page and say that you'd like to speak on a very similar topic with a little bit of a different twist, right? That is one of the things that, you know, we did here at at self-publishing school. We had a few people that were very, that served a very similar audience as us. And so we just piggybacked on top of that. And, and reached out to those conferences and, and affiliate partners and blog posts, et cetera. So that's probably one of the easiest places I would start. Nice. And so, so that's hopefully we got some ideas flowing. Now this overlaps with a bunch of other stuff. I mean, we've had other, uh, you know, podcast interviews, we've got other content, like it overlaps with uh, the episode where I had my brother, Seth Bolt of Need to Breathe and, and Tori Bolt of Bolt Farm Treehouses. And they talked about how they do this to get like Tim Tebow to, to shout out Bolt Farm Treehouses on Instagram or like all those type of things. And so that'd be a good episode to cross-reference or listen to as well. Uh, and then our podcast. So I, I guess one of the first places to start, and because I want to make sure that people have quick wins 
yeah. book specific. I think this is one of the best things that you can do to grow your business. Obviously not everyone has a business. Um, and some people are, are listening to this saying, yeah, but how do I sell books with this, with, with partnerships? So um, how would you break that down specific to authors? Like I know there's the podcast route, there's speaking, which you alluded to. Uh, can you kind of walk us through how you generate a, a list of opportunities where me as an author, like I could get a quick win? A hundred percent. So I would say that there's two places that you can get some very quick wins. Um, one of them would be podcast interviews. The other one would be Facebook groups, right? So for example, if you're someone that has written a book on, on back pain, right? How to, how to hear your back pain, you're a chiropractor, you want to get your book out, you know, in front of that audience. What I would do is I would literally search chiropractor podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. I would go to that chart I would scroll all the way down, right? Because you don't necessarily want to start with the most competitive podcast or the podcast that are doing the best. You want to do this technique that here at Self-Publishing School we call working up the chain, right? Because once you get the first one under your belt and you reach out to those hosts, podcast hosts know other podcast hosts. And so if you get your first one, you can very easily ask for introductions to other people. Um, and if you do a good job and you're presentable and, and they like you, that's going to start the momentum and, and the flywheel that's going to allow you to, you know, continue to sell more books and get on even more shows. I would do the same exact thing with Facebook groups. So, you know, Facebook groups for folks with back pain, you know, Facebook groups for chiropractors and offer basically to teach, right? To basically whatever you wrote about on your book, the best way to sell the book is to just give all the information away for free. And people will pay you to tell them that information again, right? Which is exactly what we teach here at Self-Publishing School as well. And so, um, for example, one of the things that just happened to me here recently um, was my mom actually wrote a post inside of a group called Gringas, right? Which if you don't know what Gringas means, that's basically a word for a foreigner. Uh, so it's, it's a group basically of, I think it was like 10,000 Brazilian women who live in the United States. My mom shared a little bit about our story and now I'm going to be doing a basically speaking gig inside of that group on my process of writing a book, on everything about the immigrant journey. And so the value add there is that, you know, they're making their group look good because they're having an author. Um, it's completely aligned with the goal of the group. And so, um, yeah, those are some of the things that I would do. And I would add again that like the value add doesn't always have to be financial, right? The value add, like we're in, I think in a little bit of a bubble right now, where there's a lot of people writing and publishing books, but being an, an author is still a, such a rare thing and having a group where you're bringing the actual author of the book to talk about that specific book is already a huge value add for any organization. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. Love that, Pedro. I, I want to unpack a couple of these things that you just taught. First, I think that's a fun example, and I'm so glad you shared that because that went viral, right? It, it, it's 
your mom posted this in the group, like, Hey, I'm so proud of my son who wrote this book. I wish everyone was an immigrant. Uh, Can you explain, like, why do you think that went viral and was received so well? And I think, you know, she started getting all kinds of messages. I think you started getting all, like, it just really took off in that group. Why do you think that was? For sure. And and this is one of the things that we teach in our courses and, and in all of our coaching calls as well. It's like, pick that one person, right, to write a book to, and that will make everything else easier and unnecessary, right? So my one person, when I wrote the book was my mother, right? I wrote the book specifically for my mother. And it just happens that, you know, she was in a Facebook group, which was had, you know, 10,000 people that were exactly like her with similar stories as her who, you know, when she, who, when they read the title of my book, when they read the subtitle, that, that entire thing spoke to them. Right. And so one of the biggest lessons there is like niche down, pick one person that you're going to write this book for and figure out what are the places that that person is hanging out in. Um, And I should have done, I was actually kicking myself because I'm like, dang, like I should have done this earlier. I should have gone to my mom and been like, mom, what are you listening to right now? What are you consuming? What Facebook groups are you in? Um, Because I would have gotten access to that group that much sooner. Right. So those are a couple of key lessons that I learned from that experience. That's great. I wanted to to circle back to a few things that you said that I think are super applicable for everyone here is if you're thinking about, Hey, how do I use partnership marketing um, to, to get, you know, start selling books and get my first win. So you mentioned starting small or starting local. You love that. So the rungs of the ladder that we talk about, so either start small, start local or both (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and, and getting a first win on podcasts or local PR and then kind of moving up the rungs of the ladder. Also, you, you kind of alluded to, well, that's how you're going to get your first win as fast as possible. You alluded to the concept we teach called the three R's. <clears throat> so doing research, referrals, and reach outs. So researching all of your options and coming up with a list, referrals, so finding advocates or people you know that can give you a warm intro, uh, and then reach out. So actually just, uh, you know, following up on those intros or just cold emailing, reaching out to people. I want to unpack that in just a second. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the thing that you kind of alluded to that I think is important to reinforce is because sometimes people think like the back pain example you gave, right? It's like, oh, I need to find another group full of chiropractors to advertise my chiropractic book about back pain or my physical therapy book about back pain. And and it's, we think within that box, but it's actually the person paying promise, right? Who has an audience that speaks to people who need help solving X, insert the thing that your book's about, right? And that is how, um, that, that will usually be better uh, partners for you than going in your industry. Because I'm, although, you know, kind of, you mentioned this, we do partner with other publishing companies sometimes and agents or hybrid publishers or things like that, where we offer ancillary things that they don't, it's a win-win. A lot of times our biggest wins are totally outside of that world. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's people who serve the, the, the people that have that pain. So can you talk to, talk to that just a little bit more in kind of ideating uh, that concept and then also uh, advocates, like how do you get referrals and advocates, especially for folks who are saying, hey, I don't really know anyone. 100%. So um, one of, so I'll, I'll break it down into a couple, a couple of things, right? First of all, there's a couple of examples like within self-publishing school. So exactly like you mentioned, right? We don't necessarily go to other publishing companies or other people that do exactly what we do. Like if we're teaching people how to write and publish books, we're going to the audiences 
of people that have that problem, right? So one of our, you know, I would say most successful partnerships that we've done has been, you know, speaking at conferences with doctors and chiropractors and physical therapists, people who are experts in their specific domain, right? Who, you know, the conference that they're going to isn't necessary. It's a conference to teach them how to get better at their skill, how to grow their business. And we're coming in with a very niche, very specific, you know, way to help them get closer to that goal, um, which is ancillary or complementary to what the conference, the organizer, the partner that, you know, the person that we're partnering with is already doing, right? So being complementary and being, you know, something that adds on to what those people are already doing is always a huge win. And one of the other things I got, and, and the other side of it is how do you start small? How do you get referrals um, if you don't think that you, that, that you know anybody? Um, so I like to always tell people, especially those have, that have already published and already have sold a few copies of their book to get on the phone and actually interview um, their readers, right? Because their readers have all of the answers, right? And anyone that has, that has read your book, your goal is to find out where are they hanging out at and where are the other people who are like them, where are they hanging out at, right? And again, chances are that they are going to conferences, they're listening to podcasts, they're a part of Facebook groups, and also chances are that they have a direct contact to a person that can help you um, partner with them or speak at that stage and, or teach there in some way, shape or form, right? So I would always do that. The people that are already reading your book, where are they going? How can you get access to that? And then when you ever have an opportunity to do those speaking engagements, always following up and asking for referrals um, afterwards is, is, is the best way to turn one opportunity into three. Um, mm. That's great. And I've seen you do that really well. And so guys, if you're taking notes at home or you're, you're bubbling up action items, it's uh, your first assignment we've already given it to you is to, to, to create a list of your first 10 uh, potential opportunities or places you want to go or be on or be in front of their audience. Step number two, Pedro just gave it to you. Um, create a list of advocates or people who might be able to a warm intro you, or you can reach out to people who are hanging in those circles and say, Hey, who do you know? Uh, and then step number three is when you get your first win, it's exactly what Pedro just said, ask for a referral, uh, assuming it goes well, make sure that it goes well and say, Hey, I'm just curious, anyone else, you know, um, that might be open to something like this, uh, as well, where I could come in and add value to their audience. So that's great. Pedro, can you speak to how do I, uh, how do I do this? If I, like, if I'm a children's book author, if, if I'm a fiction author, I might be listening to this saying, okay, cool. This sounds very businessy uh, and very much like something that's not going to apply to me. How, how can I use this if I'm, if I'm writing in a genre that's not nonfiction? hundred percent. So I would say the same, the same concepts are, are true when you're writing fiction, when you're writing non, uh, when you're writing a children's book, because you're still solving a problem for a specific audience. Right. If you're a fiction author or you're, you know, a children's book author, a lot of times with your book, you're solving you know, a problem where you're entertaining someone, someone that's looking for a specific source of entertainment and you're giving that to them. Um, or you're trying to teach specific lessons um, and those lessons just happen to be through storytelling. Right. Which a lot of times is way more effective than a how to um, very structured book. And so while you're looking at that, like I, I, I spoke to you know, I, uh, Marcy, who, you know, is a children's book author. She, you know, is a former coach here at self-publishing school. One of the main things that she did to sell her book was actually to go speak at local schools, 
right? And so I, I, I can only imagine, you know, if I was seven years old and I was coming into class and a professional author came in to read and talk about the book that they wrote, right? That is a huge win for the teacher. That is a huge win for the parents. That is a huge win for all of the kids there, you know, because now the kids are inspired. You know, how many authors did you meet growing up? I didn't meet many, right? And so it's just all of these different wins that I think people forget. Um, I also know that a huge opportunity is, is book clubs, right? So I know um, a lot of people that are part of book clubs and one of the favorite things about the book club here at self-publishing school is that a lot of times we'll actually bring the author in, right? And there's nothing better than reading a book by somebody and then being able to ask them specific questions about why they wrote, what they wrote, what did they leave out, etc. So um, people forget, I think, the yeah. fascination of actually the story of an author and how it's just super that. smart. <laughs> And it, I mean, even if you just offer to do a free 45 minute Q&A for any group that right. purchased your book, uh, you know, because now all of a sudden you're selling 10 or 30 books at a time for 45 minutes of your time. That's smart. I'll give one more example. And I want to keep rolling. We're kind of in the home stretch here. Um, right. Obviously, my girlfriend, Aubrey, wrote this book, The Wild Boy, uh, and, and she was going through this kind of similar thing, like, oh, man, how would I find someone to get this book in front of? And I said, well, what are the themes of your book? And the themes are adventure, the themes are protecting the environment, getting outside to play, all those things. I said, okay, well, who's, who talks about that or has an audience of people who care about that? And so it's like, it's mom groups, it's Instagram influencers. She's thinking about like people that she saw on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette that she, she knows has kids and kind of has a mom audience and reaches out and just says, hey, I'll send you a copy of this book. I'd right. love for you to read it to your son or daughter, or, uh, you know, I'd love, I'd love to send you a copy. So I really recommend just, if you want to start a relationship, well, first, obviously you've went through some of the homework, find people who are speaking to the audience that you have do a collab or a promo or something, or just send them a free copy of your book and you're starting the conversation. Uh, and I think this leads in well to something I definitely want to talk about, which is authentic relationships and win-win partners. Mm -hmm. I feel like you do this really, really well, Pedro. How do you do this in a way that it doesn't feel just like, hey, will you promote my book? Hey, will you promote my book? Hey, will you promote self-publishing school? Hey, will you, you know, it's just like, how do you make sure that you're adding value, starting relationally, and how can other people kind of model uh, how you do that? 100%. So the way that I think about providing value, right? Because I think when we think of networking, a lot of people give the advice, hey, give value first. Right. And I do think a lot of times it's a little bit vague and what that actually means. What I, what, what I, the way I like to think of value is just problem solving. Right. And so whenever I get on a call with someone, whenever I'm reaching out, the number one thing that I'm trying to do is understand what is a problem that that person is working through right now and how can either I personally solve that problem or do I know a person that can and how can I connect, can I connect those two people? Right. And so that is my approach to networking. And a lot of times it just turns out that the problem that that person is having, you know, maybe they are running a, a, a very specific conference. Right. Because obviously I talk to conference organizers all, all the time and they express to me that, hey, they're looking to find, you know, speakers to uh, to provide value for that audience. That is a very authentic thing, because I know that we have great speakers here at self-publishing school that can you know, provide tons of value to their audience. And I know that 
Um, and, and so it's very authentic for me to just pitch that, hey, what would it look like, you know, for Chandler to be on your stage? What would it look like for another self-publishing school speaker to be on that stage? And when it's not a good fit, I am very happy and I'm very open to not asking for anything and just giving, right? I am very open to making introductions. I'm very open to helping them through a specific business problem that they're having because um, I know there's a ton of opportunity out there and it always comes back to you. Um, 100%. So to problem solving to, to really wrap, wrap it around. Oh, for sure. And you, I mean, you see, even sometimes we'll offer to add value by saying, hey, bring in Chandler, one of the, someone on the speaking team, and we'll give books to every one of your attendees or like yeah. just looking for ways that we can add value. And, and I love, I mean, handwritten notes. This is something I did to start a lot of the relationships, including with Hal Elrod and others that have become the most successful partners in SBS history. It's just a handwritten note. I heard them on a podcast interview, emailed them, said, said, Hey, what's your snail mail address? It's my favorite mm -hmm. question that no one asks and just send them a handwritten note, or we'll send them maybe an SPS box or um, for authors. <laughs> I'll come back to this. Send people a copy of your book like it's candy. I mean, I would ship out books because you're, you're adding value and you're playing the long game and, and not just trying to get into transactional, um, uh, you know, transactions, but more relationships. Uh, and I mean, that's why we call it partnership marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So Pedro, this is awesome, man. I've got a couple of final questions, a little bit lightning round style. Yep. Uh, what first one being, what have you learned about business development and partnership marketing uh, over the last year specifically that you've been in this role um, that you wish you would have known when you started? Yeah. So the biggest thing is that, you know, it comes back to that quote where to the man with the hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so throughout this last year, you know, especially with COVID and, you know, conferences were a huge part. They were basically a hundred percent of our partnership marketing was conferences. And then we had to go online and we had to figure out how to make up for that revenue. And so I finally, it finally clicked to me that the medium doesn't matter what matters is the audience, what matters is a partner. And the way that you partner with them can be completely different, but if you're providing value to them and to their audience, then that usually can, can create a win-win scenario, so. That's so great. Um, any, anything else or any other tips when you're just thinking about, okay, if I'm listening to this right now and I haven't made a single deal, but I'm yeah. trying to get my first deal, any other tips you'd give kind of to, to, to help people land their first deal or first kind yeah. of win-win partnership? Yeah, and I, I know we mentioned this before, but start small, start local, right? Get your first one under your belt as quickly as possible. Your local newspaper, you know, the, your buddy that you know that has a podcast. So like anything that you can do to get your first one and get the momentum, um, do that. And that will usually help you kickstart the entire process. That's great. All right. A um, couple final questions here. So uh, knowing what you know, pal. <laughs> Knowing what you know now, Pedro, what would be your advice to, to folks who are other Pedros, whether they're immigrants, first-time authors, like about to go on the journey of writing and publishing their first book? What would be kind of your parting piece of advice for those folks? Yeah. I mean, keep that one person that you're doing this for in front of your mind throughout the entire process, right? There's going to be days mm. where you don't want to write your book. There's going to be days where you, you, you want to send that email to that local newspaper or to that podcast host. And you don't want to do it because you because you're scared of rejection, right? All of these things are going to come up. But if you keep that one person in mind while you're doing this entire process, it makes things much more easier and it makes things much more fulfilling um, throughout the entire process. So 
That's great. Pedro, where can people go uh, to, to buy your book? Yeah. So, so amazon.com, the name of my book is called, I wish everyone was an immigrant uh, for anyone that is interested in that. Yeah. Check it out uh, and, and purchase a copy. So uh, Pedro is on a mission um, to help us change more lives at self-publishing school through business development, through partnerships. Um, I, I think he's done, gosh, what million, million and a half over the last year, closer to 2 million um, for partnership marketing. Yeah. A little, little over that. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and the goal is, is, is 4 million over the course of the next year, but really it's uh, above all that it's changing lives through helping more people publish books. So Pedro, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, Hey, I'd love to partner with self-publishing school. I'd love to send them customers or bring in Chandler or bring in the, the speaking team to speak with my audience at my conference in my Facebook group, do a webinar, like kind of all those things, two part question. What's the ideal partner and someone that would be a, a good fit um, yeah. for us to partner with? And then second part, how can they get in touch with you and in touch with us to talk about what that looked like? 100%. So ideal partner, um, if you have an audience, you know, again, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a Facebook group, whether it's a, a newsletter or a conference that has, you know, an audience of experts that are hungry to share their message by writing and publishing a book, I definitely want to talk to you. I definitely want to see how, how we can work together. Um, and the best way to contact me is directly through my email. So my email is Pedro, that's P-E-D-R-O at self-publishingschool.com. And, or you can go to our speaking page, um, which is self-publishingschool.com slash speakers. Um, and there's an, an easy form there that you can fill out, get more information. Um, and I'll be reaching out to you after that. Awesome. Perfect. Hey, so if you have an audience of folks who you're like, hey, we at least have a subset of people who are thinking about writing a book, which spoiler alert, New York Times says that 81% of people want to write a book. We know less than 1% of people actually do it. <laughs> um, so a lot of people have audiences of people who are thinking about writing and publishing a book, even if you did it and someone saw you do it. Um, uh, then we'd love to partner with you or figure out what that would uh, would look like. So email Pedro, pedro at self-publishingschool.com or go to our speaking page. You can find out details about booking me or one of our speakers uh, to speak at your event or come in to do a, a, a virtual training in the age of COVID and beyond. Uh, Pedro, this was awesome, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, Chandler, thanks so much for having me, dude. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you could be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you'd be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast, wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help this podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All 
All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.